It's been a season like no other. For the past three months, myself, Graham O'Toole, and my fellow producer, Sean Reedy, have been following five intercounty players as they embark on a season for the history books. We've been granted open access via Zoom calls and socially distant interviews to Limerick hurler Declan Hannan, Tyrone footballer Ronan McNamee, Dublin footballer Neve Collins, Westmeath footballer Kieran Martin, and Wexford hurler Conor MacDonald. We'll find out what it's like to be vying for an All-Ireland title while working in training during a pandemic and ask each player if the sacrifice was worth it in the end. This is The Split Season. Episode 2. The Club. Do you know the way Declan Hannon is like here on the button when you send him the link? Do you reckon he's going to be... Yeah, we, he... <laughs> Do you reckon he'll be prompted? He's going to make us wait. We're definitely recording, yeah, we are. So it was actually the first time in a long time I've trained for maybe two or three months in my club of air, like, but usually up and start with the intercounty going on in the middle of it. So, like, I've actually played a challenge match for the first time in 10 years in my home club field, let's say, in the day this year, like, which is ridiculous, like. It was great to get, like, a proper run this year of, like, you know, start to finish um, just with the club team. And as you said, yeah, definitely a new appreciation for, for what goes on in the club. I found this year that I felt fresh going into it and that I could probably give a lot more to the club. Yeah, I really enjoyed the club this year. Um, again, it gave me just a, a, a real sense of value. I'm sure it's the same in every county, but Tyrone, everybody wants to play for their club first and foremost and want to do the best for their club first and foremost. By mid-March, it looked like there would be no resumption of GA activity for the remainder of 2020. The concept of playing a contact sport seemed to go against all public health guidelines. However, when community transmission of the virus reached low levels, the club championships were given the green light, and so the split season was born. The GAA wanted to make the grassroots game a priority and stated that if there was only a limited time frame for games to be played during the summer months, the club season would take priority. I think they've outlined pretty clearly where they're going with this. You've got a club season which is going to get underway on July the 31st. It's going to run until the middle of October and then you're going to have an intercounty season that six days later will get back underway with matches. However, this year's season would look very different to previous years with the number of new protocols in place. Each team returning to training has a nominated COVID supervisor who will be responsible for ensuring all protocols are met. They'll also be responsible for ensuring only necessary personnel are admitted to the venue for training sessions or games. But many questions remain surrounding the fans and whether they would be allowed inside the gates to watch the games they had waited so long to see. It would be our hope to have attendances at games. It may mean that we would use restricted venues for the actual inter-county championships when they actually come back on board. But uh, no, it's something we're conscious of and it's something we see as desirable. And for inter-county players, they faced a new experience, a summer with their club. It's probably it's halfway between Athlone and Mullingar. We're on, just on a, an old road um, between Athlone and Mullingar. Kieran Martin of Maryland. It's a small parish. Um, we join up underage with uh, Maryland with Tang. So we're Maryland Tang up to minor. 
Um, we're two clubs right beside each other, and then we split up when we go senior. And the two clubs have been intermediate now for a while. So usually you're going into the club, and look, there is times to be truthfully honest. You're going back to your club, and you're you're probably fatigued, and you have another six six round six games of championship ahead of you. Um, but obviously you will give everything to the club as much as you can because in fair we're we start training November December. It's a long way training throughout the whole year till you could say July, and then you're going back into championship mode again. Um, so it is. It was nice to be fresh, um, especially after the break, going back up to club training. And this year was probably the first time uh, we had big numbers of training because everyone was home. So we had the likes of 33, 34 up at training, which probably have been, never been seen in Maryland for the last 10 years. Um, and it was great to be able to play 15 aside games, play games of football with the lads that you grew up with. And it was like normally you might you'd be off training with the county, you'd come back for a league game, one league game every few weeks. But you're not even training, you're arriving to the league game and you're put in their midfield, but you don't know what way the other lads are, are playing or working. And it is tough. And then as you're a county player, you're probably expected to be the main man and on the show but it just doesn't work like that it, no matter what team or you put the best player with any team he still has to he can do so much but he still has to know the lads around him um, where it was great to be once you were there you knew you were there for how long however, however long it was two three months and you could work on things and again you're not travelling the length and breadth of Westmead for training that you're just going up the road to the park to the lads and again it's it was great just to be able to do that Connor, remind me again, what club do you play for? Yeah, it's Nave Energy A Club in Corey. And how did you find this year's club championship? Well, we're notoriously slow starters in the club. I think we've won, well, this year we did, we won our, our, our first round, but it's been out of nine years, we've only won two first rounds. Um, and I, I don't know what, what it's put down to, but it's, it's a, I suppose, in my, from my perspective, it's put down to the fact that we probably have a few more than, than other teams involved in county teams. Um, I know Mike, we had five, we had five players at the time that were involved in the Wexford panel, so it's just a lack of playing together. Um, and once you're so involved at Wexford, say, joining the league, it's hard to get up the club training every other night. It's hard to, you know... Um, and the club lads understand that as well, so it was just nice to be able to just say, okay, well, hang on... If, Hopefully we'll have five or six weeks here. It's literally ran off straight away, and um, which it did. We got to the final, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was nice. Oh, I did enjoy it. Now after the, I'm Fox or Cavantili, so we won the club championship this year. It was our I'm trip myself up here now. It was our sixth or seventh in a row. I actually can't remember. <laughs> Just around the corner, I'll, I'll claim like I'm one of your locals. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, we 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 beat Kilmacro Croaks in the final, which has been like a massive local derby for the last three or four years. Like it's it's been a team where like we've managed to get over the line, but only just about. Um, and they're, they've always been brilliant matches, and this year was no exception. It ended up being a great summer, like a really good summer. Um, you know. I've been playing senior intercounty football since I was senior, more or less. So I've never really had 
a prolonged period um, with my club team like that. We have run to All-Ireland stages throughout the winter. Winter football can be very different to summer football and the kind of crack you can have when you're playing summer football. Um, so yeah, it ended up being a, 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 brilliant, a brilliant summer with the club and um, just got to know everyone better than I probably had before, which is, is funny saying when you've been playing with people for nearly 10 years and you're only getting to know them in the 10th year. Is the club situation for you similar to other players that if you're playing with Dublin and on a regular club season, would you go into just the club maybe a week before a championship or, you know, are you only really returning maybe a couple of days before a championship game? So you're really, you're not getting to spend a prolonged period of time with them training before a match? Um, well, no. So for championship, um, we do have a month or like, you know, in a regular year. So say for 2019, 2018 and 17, we've had a club month where we've been released for all of the group stages. So we go back to club probably a week before the first championship match. Um, and then we'd have a full month of uh, just club activity and I think we check in with Dublin maybe for a gym session uh, on the weekends but no uh, formal training so no we do actually get released back to the club for a prolonged period but only in the last couple of years and it's made a really really big difference I think to the championship and just to how everyone interacts with their teams and north of the border for Tyrone's Ronan McNamee the attitude towards the club is very similar it- it gets to a stage where it can be um uh, it's nearly a chore motion obviously I don't mean that in a bad way or like you'd be privileged and I'm always very grateful to be in the position that I'm in but it was just nice to go back to your club um rather than play or train with your club potentially 10 times a year in a normal season and maybe three or four of them leading up to the championship um you were training like three times a week with your club, seeing your club friends, your the lads that you grew up with all the time. So um, it was one massive positive. Like it sort of it relit the sort of club scene and thrown as well. You know, it was everybody was buying in because it was such a short season. Like instead of having sixteen league games, you had seven and and a championship game. So it was perfect for everybody to give it one massive lash. To, to gain promotion because they dealt it that you could get promoted but you couldn't get relegated so they have a new structure in place for next year so like you couldn't get relegated so if, it, if the season fell on its face from the start because boys were picking up injuries um, which happened in a lot of clubs because you were you were laid off for four months without really doing anything and then whenever the club season did get up and running it was a pre-season all over again and if it wasn't if it wasn't monitored right, people were picking up hamstring injuries and mm. groin injuries and just from from obviously getting out and, and slogging again. So if, if clubs didn't um, get off to a good start or felt that they were losing too many players, they could, you know, they didn't have it in the back of their mind that they were going into a relegation battle in four or five games time, which was yeah. obviously another relief, you know. And do you think that playing for your club and your hometown means more to people north of the border than maybe it would down south? To an extent, yeah, because of what went on before. Um, you know, certain places like if you're a border in town or, you know, if 
if you've had reason to be um, driven by certain aspects that have happened over the last 40, 30, 40 years, then yes. And it's it's probably hard. You tend to see it that it doesn't really, people don't see it through the same, obviously, window that you tend to see it yourself, which is fair enough because everybody has their own beliefs and see things certain ways. But like for me personally, my club was blown up twice in the it is at the end of the eighties, and like Castlerigs are the closest town to High Ireland, and at one stage it was the most bomb town in Ireland. So you had an awful lot going on for an awful long time. So it, whenever like there's an awful, there's a massive passion in your club, like to represent your club because of who went before and what they had to go through to get the likes of a training field. Um, to have a pitch, to have a club room that was bombed twice, you know, like it was just easy. It would have been a lot easier to lie down and just say, fuck it, like it's not, let's go somewhere else. But it, no, they didn't and they persevered through it. So for the likes of me, it's it's um, obviously, there's a lot of history in our club, so it's nice. It's not something that you forget and it's, it's something that you'd be very proud of, you know. And I'm sure there's loads of clubs in Throne that are the same. And obviously elsewhere in Ireland, especially in the border towns, like so Donegal probably be no different to an extent. Maybe not so much because they're obviously in the south, but um would have had the same sort of issues with the likes of the local bridges and stuff being blown up at time of the troubles. And would there still be a division amongst Catholics and Protestants in your local town? Like even ten years ago it would have been to an extent like in Rain Castle Erg. Like it used to, if you were out to the top, like Castle Eric has maybe 15 pubs and there would be, the top of the town would be mainly Catholic pubs and the bottom of the town would be mainly Protestant pubs and certain times of the year the town would be closed off from marching and the Catholics would come up to, like from down from the top of the town and the police would be dividing it down the middle. <laughs> and it happened all the time, but that's, like you wouldn't see it anymore. Mm. You wouldn't, you wouldn't see it and people would drink. Like there's not too many pubs in Castle Erg anymore that a Protestant wouldn't go into on the Catholic side. Like if not all the pubs and vice versa for the Catholics, I'm sure like there's not too many pubs that you wouldn't go into on the Protestant side either. Like so it's people are sort of getting away from the fact. Obviously because like it's a lot more peaceful now, you know. Yeah. To be brutally honest. And like Obviously, there's a wild lot. There was a wild lot of cross community things done, building bridges. You no, know, because of what had went on before, like it couldn't. Jesus, you couldn't have what had, what had went on for thirty years. Yeah. You no, know, you couldn't. That can't. That couldn't keep continuing. Like you know. So it's it's positive. Plenty of positives that way. You know. The new split season made a big difference for every player. It meant for the first time in decades, the club game was at the centre of the GAA calendar. Teams had their full squads available and it gave inter-county athletes a chance to play again, pressure-free. Leading many to question, should this change be permanent? Yeah, I think it's been brilliant. I think it's been a success. Um, even talking to the lads from the day here on the club panel, like they were delighted with how it went. It was kind of the first time in a long number of years that I suppose they felt that they were kind of getting respected again and that people were... You know, excited about club games again because it was just the club games going on. There was nothing else distracting from it. There was no intercounty or anything going on. So I think it's brilliant. I I hope it comes in. I don't know if it'll be next year, but I think they're talking about the year after that they'll, they'll bring it in. So there's no reason why the intercounty championship can't be 
cut back a bit, you know. Sometimes teams go back in November, December, and you could be going on until the end of August, like or September for the football. Um, so, like, I think the the intercounty should be wrapped up the end of July, and then it's up to the clubs then to, to get off from there on in, and however long it takes, it takes, and that's the way it is. But it just it's it's a lot better for the clubs. It'll keep lads a lot more interested and, and get them to to commit. I think more often than than that because the last few years in our own club in the day, it's been a case of lads are just coming along every now and then and they don't know when they have a match to play so they just they don't commit enough and, and that's, I'm not you know, surprised that they're doing that you know, there's no reason why they should hang around when they don't know when they're going to play so I hope it happens as I said um, going to start down the inter-county season and, and let the clubs have their time in the, in the sun as well I, I think it would work um, especially I think all county, I think all counties would kind of have to go together or somewhat um, in a format um, for a championship, club championship, because uh, this year Westmead changed to groups of three. So we usually, usually had uh, two groups of six. Uh, top team goes into semi final, and three and four, second, um, and the others will go into a quarter final. Um, but this year it was uh, groups of three. So you had two, cha- two group games. Um, obviously, if you win one, you're through, depending on other results. Um, but it was ran off very quick because again, lads will appreciate it that there's the best of the best part of the year with the club. We're still over in early early days, and you can then make that shift into county level. And the, it could be a positive for county managers too because they find a hidden gem that plays well in championship that they mightn't have in if the if the roles were the other way around if the, the county championship was first. So, and we noticed that with ourselves. There's a few lads after coming in there that are after playing very well and very impressed very well in the championship that weren't there earlier on in the year and at training they're not you wouldn't pick them out uh, you'd think they were there the whole time. Um, I look at it, I I I did like the split season for that reason that uh, you know you know you're with the team for that long. Um, sometimes I I I think about the club month you know in April or whatever it is and it's. You know, I just, I just wonder now that we've had this. Whether even the clubs value that as much as they, they would. Um, I know, say Willie Cleary, who was with us this year. I know he'd much rather me for six weeks and know that the foot is me has my has my like me at every train and and the rest of the say Wexford lads, Scotland lads, that he'd much rather that than say, okay, right, you're here for a week, then you're going to play two games in a row, and then I'll see you whenever Wexford finishes whatever that is like you know mm-hmm. so it's there's there's way more question marks the other way I think um, but look at whatever comes first or whatever comes second I don't know um, and I don't even know if it'll be <laughs> if it's going to happen um, but I, I would certainly be in favour of a split season just for that reason and again you can just you can you can take Harlem for what it is then and you can kind of bring it back to like I said to you earlier you know you have your time then where you're like, okay, if you want to live like a professional athlete, because that's more or less what it is now, um, you're not doing it all year round. Mm. And you're not, while you're looking after yourself, obviously, you're not completely just, you know, zoned in on one thing because it takes that effort to, to be semi successful or anyway successful in inter-county hurling, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I was, I really enjoyed uh Club, having a full season of club and yeah I suppose in theory absolutely the split season would be great but then I suppose if you think about it from the perspective that 
the county season this year has been pushed into winter that would obviously have to be you know earlier in the year at some point it would be slightly different to how it worked out this year so I'm I'm not sure whether we'd get the full benefit um of what we got this year with club uh, if it was you know county first and then club after because they'd probably have to shorten it slightly um, but yeah, look, I think my attitude towards it is it's definitely a positive thing. And at the end of the day, I suppose like club players make up the majority of GAA players across the country. Um, you know, I, they absolutely deserve the time and attention to their seasons, you know, that county players do for sure. Uh, and it'd be great to see a happy medium. The GAA implemented strict rules saying county teams were not to train before September 14th giving the full summer to the club game. There was the odd meeting here or there throughout the lockdown, just checking in on people. Um, but in terms of actual training, they left us after the clubs until the middle of September. So like we had a really long, long break from, I suppose, March until the middle of September with the inter-county. We didn't, you know, train at all, really. You could tip away doing bits and pieces yourself. But it was September, the middle of September, really, when we got back into horse with Limerick and, and tore into it from there on. Everyone came back from from the first lockdown I suppose back to the clubs and into the county back in good shape um, and we've trained really really hard for the past six seven weeks kind of at the start it was it was hard to plan because you didn't know how long it was going on for um, and in fairness um, Jack kind of said to us he said we're going to take a small bit of a break we want you to keep tipping along but he just didn't want to turn lads off it because again like it is great being able to get out and go for a run but if you're just following a programme and you're doing it on your own, you will get sick of it eventually. And in fairness, the club manager kind of seen that as well. And But it was up to the lads themselves to kind of take it on. He's putting up the programme and you put it you put it in when you have it complete um, every time you complete it. But at the end of the day, it was up to the lads themselves to kind of keep, them, keep themselves active because when it did come back, if you didn't do anything you'd be showing up on the pitch and at training. In regards to training, um, we we had been given stuff to do for, for Wexford and, you know, where possible, we could we could have, you know, get some, you know, get run the roads or whatever it may be and just, you know, trying to touch base. And in fairness to Davy Fitz and, and, and the Wexford panel and, and everyone, it was very hands-off and we were left to our own devices and we were, you know, for the situation that we were in, I think it would have been made an awful lot harder if the backroom team and everything, everyone struggled um, and everyone was on everyone's case. I think that would have been a disaster, to be honest with you. By the end of September, county champions were being crowned around the country. Now, plenty of GA county finals going on this afternoon. One of those approaching the half-time whistle and Ballyhill Shamrocks well in control in the Kilkenny Senior Hurling Final. GA Dublin Senior Hurling Championship Final Kula 220 Ballyboden 118 so win for Kula there In Gaelic Games All-Ireland Club Football Champions Curra Finn are out of the Galway Senior Championship and the Mayo Senior Football Championship Knockmore 112 Brafey 13 points Knockmore's first title win since 1997 During the early summer months it seemed like the season was all going to plan and off the pitch the then Health Minister Simon Harris was also impressed by the work being done by members of the GAA. When you sat down with sporting bodies, in particular the GAA, do you think they got the seriousness of the issue? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. And I mean, I think the GAA 
certainly I would have spoken to the president of the GAA, John Horan, and I would have been out to, to Crow Park with the then Taoiseach Leo Varadkar. And you'll remember that the, the GAA had given Crow Park uh, as a testing centre. So, I mean, the idea that we don't have we don't have the, the crowds packed into Crow Park for an All-Ireland final this year, but actually we have Crow Park being used as a COVID-19 testing centre, I suppose is very a very visual symbol of how COVID has wreaked such havoc on our country. But yeah, they did. And I mean, not only did I find the GAA to be really supportive in following the public health guidance, but I was also, and I, and I should definitely acknowledge this on a programme like your own, I mean, I was also really bowled over by how the GAA put its network to work right across the country. Uh, for the national effort. So you had GA clubs using the WhatsApp groups that they'd usually send out the match fixtures in or the training times um, to help deliver meals to elderly people in the community or vulnerable people. You had GA groups right across the country, GA clubs right across the country, um, helping with the community efforts to make sure that nobody felt isolated or went without an essential product during the times. However, as community transmission of COVID-19 rose, so too did concerns about the virus and public health. The National Public Health Emergency Team has recommended the entire country move to level 5 restrictions. The government must now consider NEFET's decision today and tomorrow. The recommendation comes as cases of COVID-19 continue to rise sharply across Ireland. The Department of Health confirmed a further 364 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday and 613 on Saturday. And with videos circulating of club celebrations... The GA made their move. The GA has suspended all club matches at all age grades until further notice. The association has expressed disappointment with post-match celebrations and a lack of social distancing at recent GA events. Training continues to be allowed, but clubhouses and bars are to close once again. And like that, the club championship was no more. Um, we're, I'm training club by the colour in Leash, and um, we're in the Cena Harlan Contrive, which is meant to be held this Saturday evening. And now called off... Yeah, look, it's gone by the wayside. Um, well, unfortunately, um, the GA decided just to pull the plug. And look, it's unfortunate. I understand the public health situation, but. Um, but you have to remember, and you, you know, you know this well. I mean, the challenge with sport hasn't always just been the actual sport; it's the activity that goes with sport. You know, I don't want to be in any way critical here, but but I suppose it would be it would be disingenuous of me not to acknowledge the fact that when we did see at club level. Um, some matches take place while the matches in fairness to the stewards and the managers and the players while the matches were carried out in accordance with public health guidance we did see that the celebrations that went on in towns and villages sometimes for a couple of days uh, after the matches you know did cause real problems and you know there are clusters of COVID-19 that popped up um, over the autumn months um, that could be directly linked back Uh, to such celebrations and the likes. As Ireland faced the prospect of lockdown once again and hundreds of thousands of people faced unemployment, a debate started about whether it was safe or even morally right that the Inter-County Championship should go ahead. I cannot see why two-thirds of people would have an objection to the Gaelic Athletic Associations running the championships behind closed doors. I mean, you won't let 30 players play outdoors in a pitch and bring joy and happiness to so many downtrodden people at this stage. No, no, so, so let me be clear. I, I, have, I, I completely understand and agree with nearly everything that you're saying, Johnny, but it's a panel of players, significant number of backroom staff, multiplied by 32, multiplied by two, because it's hurling and football in just about every case, crisscrossing across the country at a time where there are 
almost a thousand cases a day on average for the last couple of weeks. It can't go ahead at level five. I just think, I think that would be reckless. I think that would be a bad look. I don't think it's important enough for it to go ahead at level five. The GPA surveyed their members and the results showed that the players themselves were as divided as the rest of the country on the issue. And the debate only thickened when Tanish the Leo Varadkar spoke to Matt Cooper on Today FM. Um, but it is difficult for the GAA in particular because they're amateur athletes um, and, uh, you know, they can't be bubbled and cocooned in a way that, uh, you know, premiership players can be or even even um, provincial rugby, rugby players can be. Um, but is it actually ultimately a decision for the GAA to make? At, at the current levels it is, yeah. At level five it wouldn't be. And even if, if so, if we got to level five, would that mean no championship? Uh, it would. Next time, the hurling. I, I can safely say it's probably the worst I've felt since Davy's been here. It's, it's definitely been the worst couple of days after a game. 